everyone, welcome back to another episode of Bull City Soccer Show. I am your host as always, Zach Leishner, and Bull City Soccer Show is proud to be part of the Soccer and Sweet Tea Network of Podcasts. If you're here in the Carolinas, make sure to follow Soccer and Sweet Tea. Uh, it is soccer, the letter in Sweet Tea. And if you want to find Bull City Soccer Show on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Bull City Sock Show. That is Bull City SOC Show. Uh, if you have any questions, you can always DM me, um, the show's account, or you can tag us on Twitter. You can also email us at bullcitysoccershow at gmail.com. Now let's get right into today's episode. So today I will be covering Tobacco Road FC's home loss against the North Carolina FC U23s. Now, uh, this game is really just a tale of two halves, and this is kind of a trend that we're seeing with Tobacco Road. Um, and I will dive more into this later on, but to start off, just to make this a little easier on myself, I'm going to just kind of talk about standings right now and where things, uh, where everyone stands. Um, luckily, the uh, standings is updated for tonight. Uh, there's supposed to be two matches in the South Atlantic going on. Uh, Tobacco Road hosted NCFC, and then Myrtle Beach was hosting um, South Georgia to Tormenta uh, in Myrtle Beach, and that game was actually uh, delayed. I don't. I think they played 10 minutes, or at least I saw that they played 10 minutes, and I think the game was pulled. So, um, due to player safety of the players. Uh, you know, it, it is tough in the PDO to reschedule a game, so hopefully the, the clubs find time to do that so it you know, doesn't affect the, the rest of the, their schedules, but um, now that leaves Tobacco Road only one game behind some of these clubs, so let's break down the current standings for everyone. So NCFC U23s lead the table. Um, with 10 games played with 18 points. Uh, Myrtle Beach, second on the table, 9 games played with 17 points. And then here we go with our big jump. Now, the Charlotte Eagles um, are have only played 7 games right now, 3 games back behind NCFC. And they are in third with 10 points. Tobacco Road with 8 games played um, with 9 points. Lions Bridge with nine games played with nine points. And the Carolina Dynamo, eight games played with four points. So, not sure if Charlotte is going to be able to make the jump um, up to the top two spots. Um, like I said in a past episode, to make the playoffs, you have to win your division. And then you have to have the fourth most points fourth most total points out of the top three or out of the three divisions here in the east um so if tobacco road wanted to do that they would have to score the most points amongst the other top clubs in the other divisions here in the eastern conference and there's three divisions in the other con in the eastern conference so i i believe mathematically it is out of range um I would have to take a look at that, but I believe that at least, you know, finishing top is, is out. But 
Um, so some other big games this week. Um, like I said, Myrtle Beach was supposed to host Tormenta tonight. Um, the Charlotte Eagles are hosting. Yes, the Charlotte Eagles are hosting Lions Bridge. Um, Daddy game is on Friday. A big game on Saturday is uh, NCFC is hosting Myrtle Beach. Uh, that'll definitely a big, be a big one. That is one and two in the South Atlantic. Um, also on Saturday, um, <clears throat> the Carolina Dynamo are hosting SC United. So that's going to be a good uh, non-divisional game right there. Uh, so jump into next week, uh, next Tuesday, June 26th. NCFC host the Dynamo, so pr pretty busy week for uh, NCFC playing. Uh, I know they played twice last week. Um, then they have a, you know played a Wednesday game. They play a Saturday game against the top elite, the top team in the division, and then they have to come back on Tuesday. Three so two days in between. And they have to play the Dynamo, but luckily the Dynamo, you know, that you could you could predict that that's going to be three points right there for NCFC. But you you know you never know. But luckily for NCFC, a good thing is, is that they have had uh, out of these past five games, I believe four of them have either have either been um, home or very close by. So tonight they played in Durham, which is you know, a good 30-minute bus ride from Cary. Um, last week they had a home game. I believe they traveled this past weekend. Then they're playing in Durham. Then Saturdays in Cary. And then Tuesdays in Cary. So, you know, not a lot of travel for them, but it's just a lot of games really close. So, um, luckily no tired legs for them. But um, then on Wednesday, um, Wednesday the 27th, Tobacco Road travels to Charlotte to take on the Charlotte Eagles. Uh, and then on Friday, Tobacco Road hosts the Carolina Dynamo. So th there's your uh, next week for some games if you are interested in what's coming up. Um, so let's dive right into this game. So for this game, um, Tobacco Road was in a major... They, they, they needed a win. They, they needed three points if they wanted to stay... If they had hopes of making the playoffs, um, now it is out of reach. They, it, it was a strong lineup. I thought Chompe was there. We had some good. You know, we start had a, a Del Russo up top again, who had a great game last week. Um, you have Wada up there, so some key players. Um, this time there was no Ben Fisher. Uh, Fisher was not part of the 18 um I don't believe that Eli Garner was part of the 18 as well um uh, I am correct so you know two goal, two goal scores not in the starting lineup so tough right there um Alex Comisa he is back now so you know, really happy about that because I believe he's been out with an injury here recently. So glad to see that he's healthy and that he is back. Um, 
but I, I thought we put out a strong roster. First half, we seemed to shut down NCFC. Uh, luckily, I've been able to see NCFC three times this year. Uh, one of those was in Durham, but... Or actually, four times. Four times. I got to see them four times so far this year, so... Uh, really glad I'm able to, you know, get to watch another team that's near me, but watching their style of play here recently, they their first half, I think their first half was off. They they weren't playing how they normally do. They weren't attacking, being very speedy, or uh, working off the counters. Uh, they just played differently than what they normally do. Um, I, I don't think that they're controlling possession as much as they normally do, but um, I don't know. They just they their first half they didn't look right. They they didn't look like their normal team. They had a strong roster out there. The only noticeable change I could make just by looking at the roster was uh, <clears throat> um, there was no uh, George Marks in goal. But <clears throat> um, I'm not sure if he made the trip to uh, Nashville or not. But um, yeah, he was not starting in goal, so wasn't sure, you know, what the goalkeeping situation was going to be for them, but, um, they just, they, Tobacco Road felt like they kind of controlled the first half more, and, um, Tafwata had another goal, again, I believe this is the second goal in two games right now, so Taf has been on a little tear recently, but other than Taf, there, there wasn't much attack. Now, looking at some stats here of the game, uh, both teams had nine shots on goal. Um, both teams and both goalkeepers had two saves each. Now, Tobacco Road led with six corners, but so one thing that I noticed for NCFC, especially in the second half, was that um, they had lots of crosses, but they just weren't timing them up. They weren't timing up their crosses enough with their attacking players, so... Um, I think that's something that they needed to work on a lot. And it's kind of same for Tobacco Road. I don't think Tobacco Road had that many crosses and than what they normally kind of do. Um, so I felt like that was something that was missing from our attack. Um, there weren't as many fouls. This ref did not call many. Didn't, didn't, there weren't that many bad calls. Luckily, unlike last week against Lions Bridge, this game, I think it was physical. But it wasn't getting out of hand, which was good. Um, and then one stat that kind of contributes to the lack of attacking from NCSC was there's only one offsides call. Um, I don't think they attacked as much. They, You could definitely tell that in the second half. But um, luckily, this game, like I mentioned last week, uh, no yellow cards only bad news is there's one red card and in that scenario um there's not much you can do um should have been yellow uh, i mean i understand why it's a red but i just felt like maybe you should have been a little more lenient and um just let them get the get a red i mean get a yellow but um, so luckily, none of our players kind of racked up more yellows, which is which is great. We don't we don't need that going into the rest of the season. But um, there is some of your stats for this week. Um, that was coming straight off the team's Twitter account because I know the stats for the games are normally different than what they are on the PDL site. Um, 
But yes, so one stat that I want to talk to everyone about is our <clears throat> goal scoring. Tobacco Road has, I believe it is six players that have scored um, goals. Seven, sorry, seven. Seven different players have scored goals for Tobacco Road. Only one player has more than one goal in the team, and that is Mustafa Wada. Now, I am not sure what, you know, I, it's, it's one of the problems that I think is why Tobacco Road has lost five games this year is we don't have many other scoring options. And if it wasn't for Taff, who has played seven games for 603 minutes, which is um, the most on the team, um, there's only one, two, there's only two other, sorry, four other players in the 500 range of minutes. But, okay, that stat is incorrect. Never mind. There should be, he should have the most. Out of at least all the attacking players. We, we don't have much depth at many of the other positions that we are needing. Um, but something that I noticed this game, um, especially in the first half, was we were playing through our fullbacks a lot more. Especially on the right side. Um, I believe it was... Gotta find my paper here. Um, I want to say it was Hassan Pinto Jr. who um, who really I felt like played up and was playing through the ball more. Um, he, he was really running up and down the sidelines a lot and he was definitely really high up and would be in the box a few times which I thought was good. I think we needed that extra assistance and, and just attacking players up top. But we weren't seeing that enough in the midfield, I think. But one of the problems that I feel like that we're having in is if a lot of our midfield is up top, then who's in the back? Because then our defense, that's where our defense just kind of collapses, is we're not getting back enough to the final to our final third to help defend. And then we kind of lose the ball in the middle. And then when we do recover the ball and we try to counter, we get sloppy with it. And then we're just not as aware of our surroundings. And, and I mean, it, sometimes we're taking too many extra, extra steps in the box. We should have shot the ball off a of first touch. Now, it, it is frustrating watching a team not take enough chances or, or have the best chance of the game that they're going to get and then just turn the ball over right away because we're, we're panicking we're just giving the ball away and it's something that has been a big problem with tobacco roads and finishing has also is is now turning into the number one problem for this team the team isn't able to hold their lead and create more chances giving away um points Later in the game, like tonight, we gave up three in the second half. Not just throughout the course of the game, but just one half. And 
Um, I'm going to start to try to do a little bit of searching here to to figure out if that's really the case of, of the team overall because I feel like it's been a pretty big trend but it, adjusting is probably something that NCFC was able to do a lot better than we were able to tonight I don't think that we adjusted our lineup and made changes when needed um, I think we were just kind of hold the lead and continue attacking but then NCFC made three subs um, really early in the game. Um, it, it had to have been the 50th minute, 53rd minute, I believe. Um, I mean, t they made a bunch of changes. And I'm going to try to pull that up right now for everyone. So I can just be right. So then I can kind of have a good timeline of of when everything happened. But it, it was something that a lot of us were talking about at the game was that um, <clears throat> that NCFC made adjustments. And another thing to go off of this was fitness level. Tobacco Road just seemed sluggish tonight. They didn't seem like they were um, super fit. Um, after a half, we just were dead. It was just kind of like the game ended after that half, and we didn't come out playing physical like we have. And it didn't seem like we had that much heart going into tonight's game. And it didn't just feel like a derby game until the second half when NCFC kind of came out and had a chip on their shoulder and started scoring. And they had a lot of their fans there back them up which is you know great to see but not when the team that you're cheering for is losing and I just think that is something that Tobacco Road needs to change is and now I know we just can't snap our fingers right here and say okay fitness level you know plus 10 but it's the fitness level of um, the subs that NCFC was making tonight was better than the quality that Tobacco Road had on the pitch. It was just, that was the truth. And, and they definitely won the half and they won the game because of that. And I don't think in, Tobacco Road was really trying to play to win the half as much. They were just kind of, it, they had a few opportunities, but it was just, it just wasn't the same lineup. And I don't know if that was because, um, you know, we didn't have Ben Fisher there or Eli Garner there, but it just doesn't seem like the depth of this team as as good as what the quality of some of the starting players is. And that's, I think, one of the major problems that some of these teams face. You know, not having high of quality players, because there's a lot of really good clubs here in the South Atlantic, so it's not, you know, just easy to go out and find some great players as depth, but it is, it is tough, and... You know, I wish that Tobacco Road had a lot better depth to, to help win them games, and that's what the season comes down to. And, and the fitness levels at the beginning of the season just doesn't seem to be where it should have been for a successful season. So hopefully Tobacco Road can, can get some wins uh, later here in the season. Um, one thing that I wanted to do want to say is that there was a fantastic crowd tonight. Um had kids night kids night i think was a success there was just 
there, there there was a lot of people that came out tonight and i don't know if it was just the kids getting free but it was a great crowd um probably the last 15 minutes of the game a group of kids just cheered let's go tobacco road let's go like the whole like probably the last 20 minutes and it was just non-stop and shout out to the guys at bright leaf um, but they did not stop drumming and cheering. Um, they did a great job, and they really got the kids involved in it. And, that, and you know, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. You want to get those fans to come back. And and if your kids aren't having fun at the games or doing something entertaining, then they're not going to want to come back to games. And that's really what you're trying to do is is bring those families out tonight. So I really did think tonight was a great family atmosphere. So hopefully. Tobacco Road can turn the season around a little bit and still um, finish pretty high on the table. Um, I am not sure what our odds of finishing third are at. Something I want to look into, but I think that if we can win um, two, at least get two wins out of our last, I believe is I believe it's five games that we have left. Um, Six games, actually. I'm sorry. So, Tobacco Road has three home games, three away games. So, for me, since it's five games now, I'm going to say out of... Hmm. Out of a possible 15 points, if we can get seven. If we can get seven points out of this possible 15, I think then that will be solid spot um eight i'm gonna make that eight <laughs> um I, I do think that we can get some points here later in the season so um hopefully hopefully we can do that uh we finish up our series against uh the charlotte eagles here next we finish uh it's going to be our second time playing the carolina dynamo again at home um, then we play Myrtle Beach back-to-back -back times, one at home and then one on the road. Um, that's going to be a very tough road game. They're, they have great fans, great support. Um, we always play tough down there, but that's a tough environment to play in. Uh, Myrtle Beach is turning North Myrtle Beach Soccer Park into a little fortress there. So we, you know, we need big points at, for the home game. And then we play our last game against Lions Bridge. And that's the last game of the season, so, you know, I would, do not expect um, our home fans and the Brightly, the boys at Brightly Battalion to, to be nice at all. So, hopefully, leading into that game, you know, we already do have seven points. So, I, I, I would love to leave um, these last six games with some points. So, I would love 15 points. But, oh, wait, no, I am sorry. I cannot do math tonight. I started with 12 and then 15. 18, 18, okay. Oh, man, that's late. Um, I'm recording this after after the game tonight, and, and I help, uh, so help clean up and stuff. So pretty late recording, but 18 points. I, I can't, 
do all this adding up, but 18 points total. So, nine. I'm going to say nine. If we can get nine points out of these last six games, then I think that the season will be pretty, pretty I think it will be fairly good. Um, that'll put us at 18 points overall on the year. Um, I'm tr looking back at how many points we had last year. So last season, out of 14 games, we had 21 points. So in perspective, uh, Tobacco Road won six games. They lost five games. This year, we're already uh, we have won three games, lost five, and zero draws. And last year, we had three draws. So, um, so look at that. Out of the six games, if we win three more of them, draw three of them then I believe we're tying our best. So, um, pretty much, um, ooh, one stat looking at it, goal differential. Last year I thought their defense wasn't as good, and I think that was something we wanted to clean up this year, but that's not the case again. Uh, I, right, so last year we had 34 goals scored, and then we allowed 31 goals. So that's you know goal differential of you know plus three. So um, let's move it to this season. So so far this year, like I said, three games win, five losses, twelve goals scored, and nineteen goals allowed. So as you can see, <laughs> that's a minus seven goal differential. So now we're gonna need some high-scoring games, some clean sheets to finish up the year if we want to, you know, at least on paper look like we had a good season. So um, hopefully we can get some wins here soon. Uh, already going up to five losses on the season is is not pretty, but uh, something that we're gonna to have to work with. Um, yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure to follow Soccer and Sweet Tea on Twitter and all social media at Soccer and Sweet Tea. Um, check us out on the website as well, uh, SoccerandSweetTea.com. And uh, make sure to check out all the other podcasts there. There's a lot of guys here who have done some great content for their clubs. Uh, we have podcasts on NCFC and The Courage, Greenville, um, check out the guys at, um, <clears throat> sorry, um, drawing a blank now, um, Soccer and Sweet Tea's Amateur Hour for more information about just the PDL, South Atlantic in general, and the NPSL show, um, Asheville, Charlotte Independence, you know, we have plenty of podcasts to cover what you want to hear about soccer here in the Carolinas, so make sure to, make sure to hit us up on there. Um, make sure to follow the, uh, the podcast on Twitter at Bull City Sock Show. That is Bull City S-O-C Show. Until then, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, let me know what you think. Make sure to leave a review, five-star rating. Um, until then, see you guys.